What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello. Hello. Good to be with you and connect with you on today. I hope you've been doing well. We've been doing all sorts of fun things over in our Courage Co. community. Oh my goodness. It has been a month on the prophetic. So if you are curious about the prophetic, if you flow in the prophetic, if you want to go deeper into it, we had you covered this month. If you're totally new, welcome. Courage Co. is a community off social media. It's held in a private app. You can join us for free. You just have to use your email and create a unique login so you can access the app. But once you're in there, you can plug in for weekly small groups, anything from good for your soul sisters, biblical breakthrough, Friday fire, to bi-monthly prayer calls. These are full of prophetic encouragement. They've been really, really powerful (laughs) recently, especially as we're entering this fourth quarter. We have monthly training. So that's what we offered here with the prophetic. And you can actually grab all of the replays for those in the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle. So the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle is essentially a monthly offer. You only pay one time for it though. So it's essentially 50 cents a day if you shake it out for a full year, which is just bananas because even one of these workshops would be $197 (laughs) and you get so many for that price and that's not going to stay there. So get it while it's hot, while it's that price for sure. But every single month we do a 60 minute masterclass. We do a three day challenge. These topics are new every single month. We do not only live teaching and training, but we also create a lot of space for live coaching. And then inside the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle, there is a feed. There are all of the training replays with the notes. And there is also a whole section full of guest interviews and testimonies and their testimonials. Really, really powerful. So as you're going through, you can also continue to ask questions and get coaching around the content virtually. So I'll give you an idea of some of the topics that we've done so far. These are some of the master classes. Advocate for yourself, purpose planning. This master class was huge. We did it a year ago in November, so almost a year ago. That one is very timely, so it's worth it just for that. Activating courage, closing the gap, wealthy character, the power of persistence, becoming a change agent, connecting your work to God's work. You are your message, helping you be a communicator, healing from hidden abuse, self-mastery with God, prophetic boot camp, prophetic processing that we just did this past these past couple weeks. Then we also have challenges, success habits, pursue your dream challenge, overcoming unbelief challenge, permission to prosper, one of my personal faves, the pace of grace, creating real and lasting change, mastering your emotions, relationship redux, break free from drama addiction, and the power of the anointing. And then we've got a ton of guest interviews, and that's all inside the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle. You get all of that for $197. That's it. And you get access to it for an entire year. And you get with that every live upcoming training that we do, you get access to that as well. 
No brainer. So if you want replays from the prophetic boot camp or from the prophetic processing workshop that we did this month, you can go ahead and dive in there. We also have the God's Vibes Mastermind. This is a VIP mastermind that you can plug into. This is all about inner mastery because how many of you know if you don't get your insides right, those outsides ain't going to be right either. So this is a deep dive and there's all sorts of powerful content in there. Anything from your identity, your authority, your creative capacity, becoming a excellent communicator, increasing your influence, really maximizing that in the world. We have a bunch of meditations and visualizations. We have live coaching every single week and you get access to the mastermind for an entire year. So this is definitely a deep dive. It's way <laughs> more intense than the monthly challenges and master classes, but you can get plugged into that. And we got more coming down the pipeline. So Courage Co. is really about helping you live your most courageous and impactful story, and you're welcome to join us there. You'll see too when you visit www.courageco.org, there's a 30-day of faith walking. It's a 30-day faith walking challenge. That program is very powerful. So if you feel like you need to jumpstart your faith in this season, we'll walk you through one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. There's coaching in there as well. So that is a great program. So there's a little something, no matter where you're at on your journey that you can plug into from free to really investing in yourself. So let's go. Come join us inside Courage Co. www.courageco.org. All right. Today, I am so excited. I get to riff with my girl. I love the interwebs. The fact that we have technology is actually how Erica and I got connected. She is also a Christ follower. She's a wife. She's a mama. She too is a life coach and she really hones in on overcoming anxiety and overwhelm and time management. She also has a podcast and she is similar to me that is really passionate about biblically sound teaching. So we've got a great conversation coming up for you. She shares her God journey. She shares about her approach to studying the word and she gives some gold. She drops some wisdom. So enjoy this podcast episode. Let's dive in. Welcome Erica to the God's Vibes podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What's up y'all? I'm so excited that you're here. Who are you, Erica? People need to know who you are. Tell them a little bit about you. Oh my goodness. When I was younger, I would have like everything that I do lined up to share. Yeah. And like after Jesus, I, yes, I would basically be reading my, my resume. Like, will you I'm hire like, me? Look how awesome I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am my skills, right. but I'm not, I'm not what I do. I'm a daughter of the King. I'm a Christ follower. I gave my life to Jesus and I've never been the same since really um by the grace of god i have a husband (laughs) and children (laughs) how did that happen like what is Um, happening (laughs) that was really not in my plans and thank god that nothing i planned for happened um because i wouldn't have i wouldn't be blessed i wouldn't be transformed in the way that i am now but um above all i'm a passionate follower of jesus christ and i live for the purpose of glorifying God. And in the, you know, in the process, the Lord has blessed me with my husband, who I've been with since college. We have two children. I homeschool one and the other is in preschool for now. I'll homeschool him too. 
And um, I get to serve women who struggle with anxiety, who who know the Lord and still struggle. Mm -hmm. And it's a really beautiful, very fulfilling uh, work that I do. And I'm very grateful for it. So good. So good. So tell us too about your God journey here, right? Because you weren't always <laughs> this daughter, this faithful follower that you are today, this sold out That's woman right. of God, right? So what were yeah. you doing before that? <laughs> Yo, you know, you ever been to a a church where they'll be like, anybody in the house used to sin real good? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was me. Like, <laughs> why are you calling me out? It, it was, yeah, like I really... It wasn't hard to to do things that just didn't honor the Lord for me. Yeah. Um, I will say that I uh, before Jesus, before giving my life over to the Lord, I thought I knew God, mm-hmm. but I knew of him. I didn't know him. Okay. And there's a really big difference. And so I would say that. I would have told you, yeah, I I wouldn't have said I'm a Christian because I I grew up in the Catholic Church and that's not language that Catholics use. Yeah. Catholics call themselves Catholics. Yeah. Um, and Same. so I I would have said, right? It's like a weird thing, but y'all are supposed to like you actually hold to the core tenets of the faith, so you are Christian. But anyway, yeah. my mom is a Catholic. I love her. Yeah. So <laughs> I was Catholic, you know, but I was um. I thought I'd, it, I thought it was like works, right? I didn't actually have a relationship with the Lord. And I had a really poor relationship with my dad. Yeah. And so it actually affected how I saw God yeah. for a very long time. And yeah. I had a very skewed understanding of the Lord, our father in heaven, because I was thinking that he was like my father on earth. And he wasn't. He's not. No. So... Um, I struggled a lot in every way that you can imagine, mental health, physical health. Um, you know, I got the best genetics, every possible disease runs through my bloodline. And so I, you know, I, I pray a lot actually for all of that to stop running, just to stop in the name of Jesus, right with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a problem with alcohol, drugs. I was in a same sex relationship. I was same sex attracted for a lot of my life. And a lot of things that just don't bring glory to God, you know, um, I have a five-year-old and when she was three, she, uh, she asked me why a certain couple in our lives, friends of ours were married to each other. They're two women. She said, I thought that God made husbands and wives. How come they don't have husbands? I said, well, God loves them he loves us. Right. And so we decide if we follow his instructions or not, it doesn't mean he loves us less, but it doesn't make him happy when we don't. Yeah. And so I would say that God loved me even when I didn't honor him. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, having walked through that and then turning away from that, it has actually given me a much deeper sense of gratitude for salvation because, because I was so at odds with God. And yeah. with what was honorable and pleasing to him, you know? Yeah, 100%. And what a wider group of people that you can now minister to, right? Mm-hmm. I have found that 100% to be true. Like the areas of our struggle are the very areas that we're meant to transform, the areas that we're designed to release breakthrough. And it's almost like sometimes it's not even about us. It is about who we're going to get that breakthrough to, which is wild yeah. how he does that. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People talk to me about things and, you know, I don't, the first thing I don't lead with like how I used to live. Yeah. So when I'll say things like, Oh yeah, I know what that's like. They're giving me the look like, do you really? Like, and, you um, do? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's almost disbelief. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Praise God. Because if you don't see any evidence of what used to be here in the present, that's a good thing. You right. know, like that, the process of sanctification has not been painless, you know? And so I'm grateful for the fruit to be evident. Yeah. So good. I love it. You know, <laughs> like you're different. Well, I better be like, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, why are you the same though? You shouldn't be the same. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no. And I never understood that. I used to, you know, when I, when I met people who walked with the Lord, I judged them thinking yeah. that their walk was leading them to judge me, but it wasn't. They actually showed me love and extended that grace to me. And yeah. so now I understand, you know, but in, yeah. when you're not right with the Lord, you, you know that, right. And so you take offense at other people's holiness. Like when someone is walking righteously, it almost is offensive to people who are not, you oh. know, and, and it's so interesting how that happens. But I yeah. would say that I was definitely guilty of that, of take, of choosing to take offense. Um, when I saw that someone was walking righteously. Yeah. Well, it's one of those cliches, right? Where misery loves company. Like we love surrounding ourselves with people that enable us to stay in our comfort zone. So the minute mm -hmm. we hear somebody in this case, that's holy and we're not we're like oh like <laughs> i liked my unholiness though like why you gotta be yeah. around your prance your light like come on <laughs> put that away <laughs> put that away though <laughs> so hilarious right it's so true though it's so like, I true. like being in my darkness what are you doing yes yes i'm literally looking at that verse in matthew that says be the light yeah so, so yeah yeah that god is always at work you know and i think that something just to share with respect to my testimony is that it didn't happen overnight. Like all of the change that happened, it took a lot of years and it took a lot of um, experiences. And so it was through valley seasons that the Lord was stripping these things of me, taking those desires away. Um, it would be, you know, in very unsuspecting conversations that, something would just like click for me and I'd be like, Oh snap. Yeah. I, I don't think the Lord wants me to be doing this, you know, or yeah. thinking this way or how I used to perceive something like, I don't think that's what God wants me to, to be holding on to belief wise, you know, totally. this is so good. And I feel like this is so powerful for people to here when they feel like, you know, there's a prodigal in their family or somebody's not listening or following what's being modeled. Like they trained up a child in the way the trial should go, but the child is not following. And it's, that can be really disheartening, but it's, you train them, right? And seeds are being sown, prayers are being sown. And those mm -hmm. have a work, those have a process, right? Because there's time mm -hmm. where, you know, you think about all the ground that those seeds can fall on, like as God is encountering you through different people, through different situations, that hard heartedness is breaking. And then you finally mm -hmm. get soil that's like ready to receive the transformation. Right. But that does take time. Sometimes it could be an instant for some folks, but most often it's been a period of time of that sowing that kind of leads to this suddenly breakthrough. 
right? Yeah. So I'm curious what yeah. it's been for you too, because I was raised Catholic also. And there was a beautiful honor or reverence for the Lord. And I think that that's such a beautiful mm -hmm. gift from that specific religion. However, there was also like what you're describing, zero relationship. It was mm -hmm. like, just do all of these things, very performance-based. If you don't do this, then this could happen. Right. So it's kind of driving performance and perfectionism. And for me, that was often confusing because I identified Holy Spirit at the time as intuition, right? Mm -hmm. So I would get these things, but I would try to rule it out for the religion. Right. So I learned not to listen, right? So I'm just curious, mm -hmm. what finally led you to pursue Jesus and have that relationship? I had stepped away from any faith-related anything when I was in college. And it was really, looking back at it, I can identify what it was. It was a demonic attack. And I didn't have that relationship with Jesus, so I didn't call out to Jesus. I just assumed that because I was Catholic, God would save me in that moment. And when God didn't save me, and I was in this very frightening situation where I couldn't speak I couldn't breathe and I just felt evil all around me I felt and I believed that God abandoned me and so I swore off God after that and it took I was 2007 I didn't turn back to the Lord till 2012 and right. it was really through seeing my husband my we were dating at the time he was my boyfriend and seeing his walk with the Lord, because I knew he was a Christian, but I was like, you can keep that for yourself. I'll just take the rest of it, you know? <laughs> Don't rub any of that on me. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll just like, I'll take you as you are, but you have to take me as I am, you know? And I observed that there was a reverence he had, just the way he spoke about God. And yeah. I, at that point, was like more spiritual. I started to kind of like dip my toe in the new age pond and I had a lot of friends into that stuff, into weird stuff, you know. And I started reading about near-death experiences. And I wondered why anybody might follow God if they if they had no evidence that God was real, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And looking back at it, I remember I read this book. And it, I read a number of books, actually, in like a three month span. I consumed everything I could on near death experiences. And there was a book by Eben Alexander. He was a professor out of Harvard who had gotten, I think it was like E. coli or something. And it it caused him to be brain dead. And he being a neuro, uh, a neuroscientist, he was a neuro. Oh, what was he? He was a brain surgeon, essentially. And he knew that the part of the brain that dreams for him was not functioning at the time that he had this vision of Jesus. And, um, and so knowing that I, I don't know, something in me was like resisting, like I wanted to believe. And then there was this part of me that was like still angry and it was Christmas Eve of 2012. I remember being in my shower and I was depressed at that time. I was in a deep, deep depression, I was, I don't think I had been sober yet. I drank since I was 15. And I did drugs since I was 15. So at that time I was 22 or 23 right. and I had never been sober since I started. And so I remember being really, really sad. I hadn't 
like gotten high that day yet. Yeah. And I was taking a shower and I was in the shower thinking tomorrow is Jesus birthday. I didn't call it Christmas. I said tomorrow's Jesus birthday. And when I said it, it hit me. Like I haven't acknowledged Jesus in years and my heart broke and I felt so sad and I just cried out and I was like, I'm sorry. I first I've forsaken you all these years. I never want to do that again. And I felt like I was being hugged. Like I felt hot. And, um, and after that I went on a journey and little by little I had not prayed. I had not, well, at least I didn't call it praying. Right. Um, but I hadn't been to church, none of that. And then a couple of years later in 2014, my aunt invited me to church and she was like, you know, I'll pick you up. And it ends up being up the block from my house at the time, this apartment I was renting. And after a few times I raised my hand and I, I prayed the prayer to receive Jesus as my Lord and savior. And, and I went through this thing where I just was like, I knew that because I had never actually read the Bible, like I like studied about the Bible when I was in Catholic school, but I didn't read the Bible for myself because in Catholicism, that's not really encouraged because they, you know, they kind of tell you like, you don't know what you're going to read. You don't understand it. At least when I was young. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'm going to read the Bible and I'm going to read it in a year. Yeah. And I, I read the Bible in a year and it was real hard yeah. because you actually have to read quite a bit every day to get through it. But I was committed. Like I'm one of those people you make it, I make a decision and I do it. And I was bodybuilding at the time. And I used to just play the Bible app when I was training and like girls I was competing against would be playing like, you know, whatever techno hip hop. They're like, what's in your, what's in your earphones? I'm like, the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, how do you train to the Bible? I'm like, I don't know, I but I'm going. Natural empowerment. Check me out. Like, yo, you <laughs> gotta just be asking for some strength when you when you're listening to the word of God. You know, I love it. So, so that's where it turned for me. Um, but there was much resistance, and there was also skepticism because I was one of those people who wanted proof. And so it's actually interesting now. I'm really interested in apologetics that we just um, had somebody the other day talk about apologetics so this is a yeah <laughs> it's so interesting yeah and I didn't know it was called apologetics at the time yeah. later in my life you know I end up having a friend who challenges me on everything and I end up essentially kind of naturally developing this um natural tendency to like go to go to bat for the faith you know just be in in defense of the Christian faith in all these conversations. And then I later learned it was apologetics, but I would say that without really knowing what that was, I was kind of exploring that. I came back to the faith through that same door, you know? Well, I know um, we want to talk about this. We've talked about this offline, but we actually have people right now. We started, I believe it was Monday, Monday on reading the Bible in the year. So it's so, so Mm -hmm. interesting. There's a group of us that are doing that with another massive amount of people. So it's like this whole thing. And you do, I think there's a sign reading every day so that each week you're getting to a certain point. Yep. I'm curious. I want you to speak to the power of reading the Bible. And then also mm-hmm. what we also had this lady recently talk about was sort of sensationalism and, and getting caught up in emotion. So I want to hear yeah. your take on just getting back to the Bible period and how that is the base for everything with God and then mm-hmm. how to make sure that your emotions aren't managing you and drawing you away from God or 
that even when you're not feeling some sort of crazy emotion, that doesn't never mean that God is not present or that you're mm-hmm. not having an encounter with him. But sometimes mm-hmm. that's what's portrayed. Oh, like God didn't show up today because I didn't feel this thing, which is mm-hmm. never true. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious if you can speak to both of those things. Yeah. Let me answer the second one first regarding sensationalism, because I remember when I was a pretty new Christian, I had had a conversation with someone about um, worship music and he was very skeptical about the experiences that he, the Christians in his life were having when they were in like a worship concert or just like the worship part of their church's service. A lot of non-denominational churches have pretty pop and worship right and I remember getting offended because I was like how dare you accuse people of not actually encountering the Holy Spirit and just being swayed by the music to have an emotional response and I didn't understand that at that time but and and I don't want to frame my response in with just that understanding but that's what led me to think about sensationalism over time. And this was like, this was probably about seven years ago that I had this conversation. Um, And so that led me to wonder what emotional experiences, what role they play in our walks. And it made me realize that emotions are not the feeling you get when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, though you can have emotions, emotions are used by the Holy Spirit to direct your attention back to God, to direct your worship back to God, to direct your your focus from the problem prompting the emotion or the thing prompting the emotion to God. And then the proper response would be to either submit yourself in prayer, right? Because you need to to bring your problems to the Lord or bring your praise to the Lord because you realize that this thing is good. And it's important to know that because if you're counting on an emotion to define whether or not you are encountering the Lord himself, then you will be deceived. Yes. Okay. However, that doesn't mean that when you have emotions, like they're not in response to encountering the Lord. Right. I've had very distinct, very like supernatural encounters with the Lord and had really big feelings after like, yeah. And, and I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. We talk about big feelings a lot. Big feelings normally in my house are like, negative feelings. And I wouldn't say that I had negative feelings in response to those experiences, but I was like awestruck. I was like, oh snap, you know? And that was followed up by gratitude. Like, oh my gosh, the Lord actually like pays attention to me. Is this real? But in the times that I haven't been like overcome with excitement or something in a situation, I do still see the Lord's hand in things and, and God knows how I am. I, because I fell into the new age stuff and I got in, you know, wrapped up in a bunch of nonsense. I am very cautious. So, so that I don't just take things at face value and be deceived because I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, 
I guess I have like anxiety about being deceived, right? So the Lord knows, at least for me, if I'm going to be trying to discern through something, like I'm going to come back to the Bible to help me understand if this thing lines up with it. And that's, uh, I'm going to segue into what the Bible does now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love to like these examples and I just want to highlight that to people, right? Like you can bring your questions to God. You can bring your sadness or your depression to God. You can bring your uh, joy to God. You can bring the fullness of your expression to God. And also Mm -hmm. when you actually experience and start recognizing God, like you mentioned, you felt like God was hugging you, right? These are real things. Sometimes we can hear God. We can sense God. When you do, that also brings a reaction out of you. It's okay to express that. But I think instead of making emotions be bad or making them mean that you're experiencing God or not, you've got to actually look at those things and test and see if that's true. Right. Because sometimes people try to facilitate an experience for you or like yeah. you take this to a personal relationship. Right. Yeah. If somebody is always happy with you, they're probably lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's like just know yourself. Like, are you that's always true. happy with yourself? No. So another no. human is not always going to be happy with you. And that's not a problem. That's the human yeah. experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it never means that they're not present, that they're not with you, that they're not for you, but there's still a lot of heaven experience. And that's 100% true for you too. And I think letting yourself have freedom of expression to explore God, but also be aware that you might not actually be experiencing him. And that's something to pay attention to too. It is. Yeah. And it, it, it's important to just be real. You know, I think we, we try to be positive sometimes right I remember being in a job interview yeah and it was with my director and he's like what's one thing that you learned in this like whatever what's what's one mistake you made and it was the mistake I made was like toxic positivity in a situation where I just wasn't being honest with myself and I think we have to do that with ourselves as Christians like we can't always just act like we're good and jolly speaking to God when we know that we have things that we're working through that we need to bring to him. So don't be afraid to bring your negative feelings to the Lord because he already knows they're there. Like you not acknowledging them is not helpful. In fact, it's, if you think about a healthy relationship, if you don't actually tell a person that you're in relationship with, that you have some sort of resentment or, or issue or something that is not good or doesn't feel good, it doesn't, help you to grow it doesn't help to to cultivate a deeper sense of intimacy it doesn't help to strengthen the bond it just leads to you suppressing the thing and delaying whatever breakthrough is gonna come yes or i'm even hearing for somebody right now too that you know if you think that you can only come to god when you're good what does that mean he made you and he already said you are good right like so like challenge these things like sometimes we yeah. just take a thought and we like accept it as true but you never poked at it you never really tried to test and see if it's true which is this next part about the mm-hmm. bible like there's actually a way that you can test and see like was that god mm-hmm. like i even think about if i'm gonna listen to a sermon i better have spent time with god first because if anything that sermon should be affirming what i heard from god that's right you what to believe yes you know what I'm yes saying? a thousand percent yeah a thousand percent it's so interesting I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because there are this kind of like reminds me of having grown up in the Catholic church yeah when I came back to the Lord and I started reading my bible I would talk to my mom about things yeah. and I'd be like you know the bible says this and she's like it does I'm like don't you read your bible 
She's like, no, I go to church. I'm like, yeah, I go to church too all the time. I'll be there every day, girl. And she's like, should I get a Bible? I'm like, I will get you a Bible right now. You know, like, yeah, let's actually start reading one, not just get read one. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it reminds me like, we're not actually supposed to have mediators because we already have one of those, right? Connect. Yeah. <laughs> like we got the connection because of Jesus, yeah. you know, we, we don't need a person to interpret. In fact, the Bible says that the only interpreter that we actually need is the Holy Spirit. And that's when we're talking to God, right? The, the Holy spirit groans on our behalf. And that's, that's really the only interpretation that's needed. Right. And so I think it's important to remember that while it is healthy, especially when you're in a church body to hear from your pastor on things for your pastor to be teaching, like, I really hope your pastor is teaching directly from the word of God, that is important and it is expected, right? Like we have certain expectations of our partners. We should have certain expectations of our parent, of our pastors and they should be teaching the word of God. But that doesn't mean that that teaching is like it, the end all be all. Like we go back to the word of God to ensure that what is being taught is aligning with what the Bible says to be true and the Bereans did this right Paul talks about how the Bereans they would they would check them and he incur he he gives them props for that it's important to know that we're not out here witch hunting when we're 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 checking our the word of God to make sure that what someone says is accurate and aligns with it what we're doing is doing our due diligence to ensure that we are not deceived right and we're not uh, and and that we can hold that person accountable if there is an error that is made and that's very important so good so good so on the bible <laughs> so on the so on the topic of the bible here. since we're here yeah. um so on my podcast i talk about time management but the reason i talk about time management is because the women i serve struggle with anxiety struggle with overwhelm and they're like i want to be in the word of god but i don't have time and so i do bible study on the podcast as well because yeah. bible study is what changed my life okay yeah. I struggled with depression and anxiety since I was a child, literally in grade school, like third, fourth grade. I was like with a counselor because I was having thoughts of self-harm and I was thinking about death a lot as a young, young girl. And it stuck with me for a very, very long time. And it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus and I started reading my Bible that those chains started to break off. And I told you earlier that I struggle with alcohol and with drug addiction and, uh, you know, same sex attraction and a slew of other things. And I could not break out of those things on my own. I would go, I would be dry for a period of time just to prove that I didn't have to drink and then I'll fall right back into it. And it's not you know, the thing about alcoholism, which if you're if you're struggling with alcohol, please get help, you yeah. know, please find a a celebrate recovery program in your church, um, a 12 step program right through Alcoholics Anonymous. There is help out there. And and if you if you actually look at the materials used, it's the word of God that that is the guiding light in yeah. all these things. And I didn't go to a program. I didn't know what Celebrate Recovery was until years after, but it was the word of God that led me 
to give up alcohol, to give up drugs. And it was the word of God that led me to not have desires for the same sex anymore. Like I remember having a moment when my husband said something like, my wife is bisexual. And I was like, no, I'm not. And it was the first time I ever said that. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I was in the word every day. At that point, it was like 2019, I think. Every day for four and a half years, almost five years, because it was almost 2020. And it, it really did change my heart. Yeah. It, it, and that led to changing my mind about things. I realized that a lot of the things that I believed were like half truths. Yeah. It would be like somewhat biblical, but not actually biblical because that and last little part was half truth. Yes. Like the, yes. The greatest deception, like especially in this day and age, it's not going to be like we're going to see something that's blatantly obvious. Do you know what I mean? And like walk willingly down a deceptive path. Like it's literally going to be truth mixed with lies that's going to take most people out right now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the Bible actually illustrates that for us when Satan was tempting Jesus. Yep. Like, and Jesus corrected him. Like, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But how how did how was he able to do that? Because he he knew the word of God. He is the word of God. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so if you're not in the habit of being in God's word, reading, right? Maybe you you think you're not gonna understand it. Maybe you do think you don't have time. I don't know what it is that you're believing about it. But I, I really think that the first step to any transformation, to any freedom that you're craving is being in God's word. And that's not because I have a podcast on Bible study. I have a podcast on Bible study because this is the truth. Yeah. Um, because my life was changed by it. Um, it's it's the case. It's so important because this is true. And a lot of us are struggling with things that we can't yet put our finger on, right? But through fellowship with the Lord, through showing up daily to read God's word, through prayer, through fasting, through community, fellowship, right? Through stillness, silence, through just adoration of God, you start to see those things come to light. Mm -hmm. And we had said earlier, right? Like when you're not walking with the Lord, someone else's light, it really bothers you. Like we want that. We want to be bothered to the point that we can't look away because whatever the issue is, is like now staring you in the face. Yeah. Well, it's even like Moses. He couldn't even look at Jesus (laughs) or God, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I was like, um, nope, you're gonna have to like look away because I'm far too bright for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. And if the thing, if the problem that you think you have is that you don't understand what the Bible says, just that's an easy fix. You can either get a simple translation or you can get a study Bible that has like commentary in it. 
those are two easy like two resources that you can purchase real fast like 20 bucks on amazon yeah and um and that basically eliminates that problem right um but if it's a time issue too because then they have often questions which gets you easily thinking Thinking. it's prompting you into Mm -hmm. considering what you just read and reflecting on what that means to you personally and now how are you going to live that out so i love devotionals for that too because sometimes when you're reading it you could make that a really flat experience Mm -hmm. but it's designed to be very interactive yes yeah yeah devotionals are great especially for for newer christians i think and then if it's a time thing i think it's it's more it's not so much a time thing so much as it is a like priority slash limiting belief thing you know Uh and i'm i'm sure you you know how to help people with that right i know you do because we've talked about this but yeah (laughs) there there's so much that we choose to believe that actually stops us from stepping into the fullness of what god has for us including whether or not we have time for something whether or not we have time for the creator of the universe right really though like do I we know. right like what's more important like just be real about it right yeah to be yeah. Act- me it's like do you want to be an active participant in your suffering or your freedom mm, that's like, like a title of a book you know what i mean <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god what's happening over here <laughs> that's so good it really that's is true. the truth though it is the truth so Okay. So when I was going through the process of recognizing that I needed to stop with the substances, I remember being in this place where I was like, am I understanding this correctly, Lord? Because I was in my Bible every day still. And I would be, I would participate in these substance, you know, consumption activities And then I would actually read my Bible, like in the midst of being under the influence. And I remember at the point that I was probably a week away from the day that I stopped. I've been free from drugs since October 27th of 2019. And I know, praise God, right? Amen. And I remember like a week before I had, it it was one of the last times that I got high. And honestly, I knew I shouldn't like I, I, it was the craving that led me to do it. But like my mind, it was like the Holy Spirit was telling me like, you don't have to do this. Just say no, read the word, read the word instead. Yeah, replace it. Mm -hmm. Open your Bible. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. And I still didn't listen, but I did open my Bible and immediately after, I got a phone call from someone. And that phone call was from the friend who used to always press me on my beliefs. And I remember I had like almost an anxiety attack. And I already struggle with anxiety. So imagine. But I remember thinking like, this is not my life. This can no longer be my life. I just suddenly had this like sobering moment where it didn't even feel good anymore. And a week later, I just decided, like, not that I decided, like, I had been thinking about it, you know, for at at that point, almost a month and a half. And I remember the day that I, I stopped, I was trying to pray, and I couldn't think of my friend's name. 
and I was going through like withdrawal, right? And there was this moment where I cried out to God in my bathroom. It's always in my bathroom. And my husband was working nights. My daughter was in the other room. She was like a year old. And I just cried out to God and I was just like, take this from me, please. And I just cried. Like I put my hand, my head in my hands and I was just like, please make this stop, you know? And I never, I never did it again. And I clung to God. I clung to the word of God every day. When I got stressed out, instead of getting high, I would open my Bible. I had the Bible app. I would carry my Bible on me. I would have my journal on me. Um, I stopped calling people for like emotional support. I just started journaling or like recording my prayers in a voice note, going into my car, like having moments where I just would be literally just like yelling to God, like, can you please get me through this? And, and it was, it took years for that to happen. Cause I, I told you 2012 on Christmas Eve was when I told Jesus I would never forsake him in 2019, seven years later, um, is when all this is happening. Right. And, and I'll tell you that there were a lot of times, a lot of situations that happened after that made me wonder if I could like stay sober, you know, stay clean. Um, and, and I only just took it like one moment at a time. And it, it was important for me to just like have that moment in the word of God. Like I always have my Bible on me. Right. And people think I'm like a Bible thumper. I'm the fur- the furthest thing from it. Yeah. It's just that this is like how I stay safe. Yeah. You know, and I think that a lot of us have to remember that Jesus is safety. Yeah. Jesus is a safe place. And sometimes we think that we have to check off Bible study from our to-do list to say that we're good Christians when really like this is actually our life support. Like, are you good though? Like, are you good? Like on your inside, like, I love what you're sharing right now. Cause I think for some people there's, I mean, testimonies change us, change us when you take like the wisdom. So a couple of things, one, like you can pray to God for him to change your desires. Like when yes. you know that you're living desires that are not from him, you can pray for him to change those. And yes. also like, this is a beautiful demonstration of his faithfulness because he's a process God, right? So to answer your prayer, to not have this be something that blocks you or hinders you in your life and in your future, it had to take a process so you would know that thing is gone for mm-hmm. good, right? Like if you would have just removed it, you're like, oh, but I know me, like I, I've been able to do that <laughs> And then I go back into that thing, right? So like, yeah. it's not the problem, but like, I need this gone for good. So he's like, let me show you how that stays gone for good. And it's yeah. like really dead. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help you bury yeah. that thing. Yeah. Right? So like, he literally walks you out. So I think it's such a powerful reminder that God is faithful and he wants you to thrive in life more than you do. So he's That's always right. leading you to that place. And you literally, as you start leaning on him and depending on him, you do find that home or that safe space, that security mm-hmm. that you never had. And imagine what starts coming out of you after you've had that. You become faithful. You become trustworthy. You become solid. And then all those things that you once were drawn to, they've got zero influence in your life. That's right. Don't even consider that anymore. And like that happens though. Like you will look nothing like what you came from. 
That's right. The word it says, you'll come out not smelling like smoke, right? Like you'll be in that fucking right. furnace for a minute. You'll be in there burning some stuff up, right? But like mm-hmm. you'll come out. That's right. You're in there. Yeah. Because Jesus was in there with you. Yeah. See? Come on. Yeah. Look, yeah. I know yeah. we're like close on time though. <laughs> yeah. Which I hate that for us because we can rip forever. So I need to know yeah. what you are sensing that God is up to in your life and what you're really looking forward to. You know, the Lord is working patience in me in a lot of different ways. Um, I told you guys how I said at the beginning, like, how did I have, how did I get a husband and kids? I never wanted to be married. I never wanted to have children. I actually didn't like children ever in my life until recently, like in the last year. I just can't. Dude. And so, so now I homeschool my child. I never thought I'd be a stay at home mom. Never thought I'd be a homeschool mom. Yeah. Here I am. And, um, in my church, I serve in kids ministry. Um, I'm around other homeschool kids and I keep getting kind of dropped into these places where I get to serve amongst children. And it's interesting to me because I used to say like, I'm not, I have patience for some things, but I don't have patience for kids. And so this year, um, I just have been asking the Lord, can you please help me Honestly, I didn't say it that way. I said, why am I this way to God? Because I found that it, it was very challenging for me to be patient with little children. Um, not that I would be explosive toward them. I actually would kind of shut down and like on the inside have like an anxiety attack. And so I kept asking God, like, why am I this way? And little by little, he's been showing me that he's growing the patience in me. And it's not because... I'm chill around kids, but it's because I'm now having more opportunities to be around children and it's less challenging for me. And it's less, uh, I don't have that anxiety lately, thank God. And so what am I looking forward to? Um, you know, I applied to grad school, so I am looking forward to getting that acceptance letter and then the work that the Lord has shown me I'll be doing is with youth, with children. And so I'm looking forward to just pouring into the next generation and helping that generation of children, of believers, know what they believe, how to articulate it, how to express it and use it for evangelism and for just winning more souls to our King Jesus. I have a, a visual for you that I like to see, but I'll tell you in a second, but how old is the age group of youth? I'm curious. Yeah. So only recently did the Lord give me like a little pin drop, like okay. five to 12. Okay. And how old were you when you first recognized that you were really anxious, depressed, alone, frustrated? How old were you? Gosh, I think I was like eight. Yeah. Because I had just this picture of you, like it was just like a little girl. I even had like like pigtail braids. So I don't know if you ever wore them, <laughs> but I had this really sweet picture of like younger version of you, just kind of like looking up, like at like a sky of clouds, being like, "Do you see me? Do you get me? Do you hear me?" Like, yeah, I like that really helpless, frustrated feeling. Like I think I don't even think that it's yours this present day. Like I think it was hers. And all of these young people that you're encountering that have big feelings, that have big questions, that have big fears, 
big emotions and you're like, hello, <laughs> I'm yeah. the old version of me. You're literally like taking her hand and like walking her into the good plans and purposes that God has that so literally see like that, that age group is significant because God's going to redeem the time through you. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ah, so good. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> one piece of advice, the way I ask this question is, you know, many, many years from now, when you fulfilled the purpose and call in your life and you're with Jesus now in heaven, right? You can't take your body of work with you. Like you can't leave it here. Anything that you create, you can't leave it here, but you can leave a piece of advice that will live on and will change people's destiny. What would you tell them? I would tell them not to confuse the people in your life with who God is and don't let, so in other words, don't encounter a Christian and think that all of that person is a representation of Jesus. We're trying to be like Jesus. Jesus is not trying to be like us. So when you are seeking the Lord, like seek the Lord through his word and then allow that to inform how you interact and engage with those around you not vice versa so good so good oh my gosh well I have to honor you because I can tell that you you've been a fighter but when God gets involved that makes you a warrior for the mm. kingdom and I just love that like I definitely see you like suited up I'll have to send you the graphic that I see in my brain <laughs> like this warrior that has like poise she's fierce right? But she's full of grace and it just flows out of her. But like, try to let the enemy run up on her. Try, Word. <laughs> like try her. <laughs> right. And I just see that you've had to fight so many battles alone, but now this is turning into multiplication and dominion and really mm -hmm. building up mighty people of God that the world needs so desperately right now. So I'm just so grateful to, to yeah. know you, to be a spiritual running buddy, to pray with you and to be a part oh. of championing you 100%. I love you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people connect with you? Um, you can just head to herrenewedstrength.com. We are, you know, we have the podcast. We've got a conference out there. It's going down in November. Um, there's like a bunch of stuff. We have the community where we do Bible study inside the community. Okay. And just on a mission to help women get in the word of God and be transformed and be doing the work that the Lord is has prepared for you to do in this season. So man he's using women to like truly do this like just different hubs are coming forth so mm -hmm. it's really powerful. yeah it has I mean I, I was having this conversation I know we're ending but I'm just gonna say this real fast I had this conversation with a friend yesterday and it was basically just comparing men to and men women when a man is you know if his spouse dies first what does he do he typically works more or like goes into retirement somewhere and like kind of hermits. When women lose their husbands first, they go and serve the church. They go and become spiritual mothers to other other children, other women, other families. They are pouring right into their communities. Why? Because we are we are built to nurture and to grow things and to just help things thrive. And when we're done with our family, we go on and help 
our other family, right? And so if you're listening to the show right now, I just wonder like how you can step up and answer that call to be a spiritual mother or or a spiritual father, right? Like if you're a man and you're like, I don't know, men, women are not the only ones, like maybe you're the guy to show the other men in your life that that's not the case. So good. So necessary. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for being generous with you, with your story, with all of this wisdom. So grateful for you. Oh, I love you. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible 
with God.